the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the best of investing on 860 AM, The Answer. The show that brings you valuable information about real estate, the financial markets, and other economic business of the day. Your host, Edward Brown, is a nationally recognized expert on money and investing who has appeared on CNN and has published numerous articles in national business magazines and newspapers. Now, your host for the best of investing, Edward Brown. Welcome. You're listening to The Best of Investing. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, Nam Phan of Pacific Private Money. Mark Honf is off today. Our phone number is 888-912-1190. Use that number to answer the trivia questions for a five-pack tanning certificate given away during the show. And that certificate is not sponsored by the radio station, but by Tan Bella Tanning Salon with two locations in San Francisco and one in Marin. Today's trivia theme, we just have the miscellaneous trivia. And I want to make a quick mention here for high-tech screens. Uh, they serve San Francisco, Marin, Napa, and Sonoma. Uh, Josh is a great technician, and Rick is the owner. And uh, it's one of those situations where, you know, you have these um, – you have openings in your door, and mm-hmm. you don't want to just have a regular screen door. So they, they retract. Oh, yeah. And then they, they connect either with a clip or with um, – I guess the old days used to be the magnets. But uh, these guys are just really good – very reasonably priced. Their service is phenomenal. You check them out, please, at High Tech Screens. Uh, just Google them and you'll find them. Well, okay. I can tell you, I've, uh, I, I, have this, I have screens. I didn't buy them from High Tech Screens, so I'd love to check them out. But those things work great. Yeah. They're really convenient, too. Just so much better than a sliding, you know, like the old screen doors. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And you can get those cheap ones that, that kind of hang down and they, they get to a magnet, but they just they kind of yeah. get flooded. Yeah. So, yeah, no, you got to get a... Go, go to high-tech screens and uh, to take a look at what they got. Cool. All right. No, they'll actually come out and measure everything. Okay. Uh, Noam, uh, what's, uh, what's the latest in real estate and lending? Gosh, you know, if you look at the headlines today, you would feel like we're, we're at the beginning of a hot real estate market hmm. um, versus, you know, however long we've been in a hot real estate. Well, I guess well over a year now that we've been in a hot real estate market. Um, well, actually, we've been in a hot real estate market for quite some time, and then just there was a slight pause with the pandemic. But, yeah, I mean, the headlines this week, and these all come from Inman News, which is uh, a resource that I like to follow uh, that covers all things real estate, uh, predominantly residential real estate. But three headlines that I uh, um, looked at this week is, first one, median existing home price sales to record high. So that's one article, and I'll touch on that in a second. Another article. Mortgage rates hit hit new all-time low for 15-year loans. Also this week. And then uh, third headline, investor home purchases exceed pre-pandemic levels, hit record high. So, you know, on the show every week, we talk about what's going on in the real estate market and what's going on in lending specifically, you know, as it relates to what Pacific Private Money does. But um, it just goes to show you that, you know, this, this – um, this trend we're on of real estate activity is just, you know, continues to be 
strong and the fundamentals um, seem to still be there. And going back to the first article, which uh, I mentioned, median home price sales to record high, um, it says here in the article, after four months of dips, existing home sales are once again on the increase, rising 1.4% to a seasonally adjusted annual rate of 5.86 million homes in June, while tiling the highest median home price on record according to the latest data. So the median home price in the U.S., uh, rose 23% year over year May. Uh, for May. Uh, and uh, the price today, the median is 363,300. And um, where the, in May of last year, it was, I think, 350. No, no, uh, for June, it was where May it was 350,000. Isn't it crazy, though, that it's like it, it was, it always seemed like, you know, California was the place where there's, you know, bleep, properties getting overbid and, and, and everything else was like, yeah, you know, they'll take contingency sales around the country or, you know, ah, put it on the market and maybe 60 days later it'll sell. That's not the case anymore. Be no. it Texas, North Carolina, Georgia. I mean, places are just going like hotcakes all around the country. Yeah. So here's some other stats too. Um, total housing inventory in the U.S. clocked in at 1.25 million units, up 3.3% from May but down almost 19% from a year ago. And a year ago, inventory was already pretty low. Unsold inventory hovered at 2.6 months supply at the current sales pace, uh, down from 3.9 months supply in June of 2020. So for those who, you know, realtors know this certainly, um, but you look at months of supply of active homes on, you know, the, the months of supply essentially is how many homes that are listed today on average, um, out of all of those homes, how long would it take to sell that inventory? And mm -hmm. in a balanced market, somewhere around six to seven months, I'd say, I think that might be it. If you're a realtor listening to the show, uh, correct me if I'm off, but essentially that means it takes, it would take six or seven months for, for all of the homes that are on the market right now to sell. <clears throat> and that's in a balanced market, but 2.6 months supply just means that it really isn't a lot of inventory. And that, that the inventory today it would take essentially a, low, a little over two and a half months to sell out completely. Um, that's a hot market. Yeah. So for sellers, that's, that just means that, um, you know, if you list your home and it's staged correctly, it's, you know, turnkey, it's going to sell quickly. Um, another stat here is a uh, typical home remained on the market for 17 days, unchanged from May, but down from 24 days in June. So that's, that's a really short time that your home's going to be on the market. We'll, well, we'll, we'll continue when we uh, come yeah. back from break. We're going to go to our first trivia question here, uh, miscellaneous trivia, and you had to see the movie to know this one. How did Scarlett and Rhett's daughter die in the movie Gone with the Wind? That's our trivia question, kind of a somber one to start off with. Call 888-912-1190. First caller with correct answer is going to win that tanning certificate, which is worth over $100. How did Scarlett and Rhett daughter die in the movie gone with the wind uh make a quick mention here too uh for the uh, mount view hotel in calistoga every afternoon vino and vinyl wine tasting on friday and saturdays join them for dinner and a movie on site because they've remodeled the location to accommodate an outdoor uh movie theater check them out they've been making memories for 100 years that's mountviewhotel.com stay with us the best of investing will be right back for more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. The best of investing will continue in a moment on 860 AM. 
the answer. Now, back to the best of investing with Edward Brown on 860 AM, The Answer. Welcome back to the best of investing. Edward Brown here along with Nam Pond. Uh, first trivia question. Uh, how did Scarlett and Rhett's daughter die in the movie Gone with the Wind? Gosh, you know, I didn't see it, which is sad. Um, have you seen the movie? You know what? I find after all these years, I finally decided to, uh, you know, rent it. Uh-huh. And uh, Netflix or one good. of those things. You know, I didn't think it was that great. <laughs> you know, again, a lot of those movies are a little slower in those times. But not uh, enough crime and drama in it, or, or yeah, what? no. I mean, it was. It had. It definitely had some good parts, but there's just too much uh, silly going back and forth stuff that you go, okay, we didn't. There's a lot of waste time, I guess. You know, yeah. a, especially a long movie. She fell okay, off. So- a, she fell off a horse. Oh, I was going to say that uh, based on the title, I was going to say tornado or hurricane. Oh, yeah. yeah. Gone with the wind. Yeah. <laughs> People are laughing at me right now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know, it's so funny, too, because I was just thinking when we uh, when we came back from break and I uh, said, uh, you know, welcome back. You know, I'm Edward Brown along with Nom Flan. I The reason I do that every single commercial break now is many years ago, we, we've been doing this show since August 2010. I think it was maybe the third or fourth show when what had happened was somebody had written in and complained because the lady said, you know what? She goes, it was, it was, it was a pretty good show, but I had to wait till the very end to find out who these guys were. (laughs) And so partly, you know, next time, tell us who you are. And, uh, and I thought, you know what, actually she's right. I mean, you know, you do need to kind of tell people, Hey, I'm this person. But I thought, yeah, but I got you to listen to the whole show. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? I wonder if she's still listening today. Yeah, maybe. Keeping tally marks of how often you're you're. Yeah, that, that's right. So every time I figured, okay, this, I'll just get, get it out of the way. This is who I am. This is who, uh, actually, I don't tell what we do, but. Uh, lesson learned. Huh? Lesson learned. And uh, <laughs> we're, we're going to let Nam continue on. And then eventually yeah. he's going to say, what does Pacific private money do? And we can yeah, so, lead into, uh, or actually, the trip, the email question we have for you will lead into that question. But go ahead, continue on. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, before we jump into what we do, just to continue on, in the last segment, we were talking about uh, how hot the real estate market continues to be. Um, one of the numbers or stats, I guess, that I uh, mentioned uh, from this uh, article from In the News is that. Uh, the author was saying that a typical home remained on the market for 17 days, which uh, was unchanged from May, but down from 20, 24 days in June of 2020. So what that means is on average, uh, homes are on the are listed on the multiple listing service and show up as, um, you know, for sale for about 17 days before they go pending, meaning yeah. essentially that they're getting offers really quickly. And uh, but what's the, and also, though, I kind of think that the, sh- the time is being shortened for closing like in the old days you used to ask for 45 or 60 days yeah like now I, I is there a statistic on that so yeah, you know what that's a good question um and that kind of is good to segue into what we do so you know if you're in the market today and you're trying to make an offer um so if i'm the buyer trying to make an offer on a home there's so many um things that I, i'm up against one is if i have a home to sell then i'm up against people who are make, who don't have a home to sell or who are making an all cash offer. And why is that important? It's because if you're on the other side of the transaction, if you're the seller, you get uh, several offers and one's all cash. One is no sale contingency, meaning the, the um, person bidding on your home 
doesn't have to worry about selling their current home uh, to, to, you know, take the cash to use to purchase your home. Uh, and then you have an offer where somebody has a home to sell and um, they need that, that home to sell first. Well, naturally you're going to look at all cash or, or no sale contingency first. So um, that's one thing. And then the other thing is that, you know, people who, who are making offers who can say, I can close quickly for a yeah. seller. That's a plus because it means I don't have to wait 30 or 45 days to sell my home to get the cash out that I need to maybe do whatever I'm going to do with that whole, uh, with that cash. Yeah. So people are shortening the closing timeframes, but you know, with interest rates so low, um, there's so many people trying to get uh, purchase mortgages or refinance. So lenders are as busy as they've ever been, which means that it's taking longer for them to process a loan. So it, you're kind of going against what's, you know, the lending industry right now and saying, if you want to make a, an offer with a fast close and you have a loan to get conventional loan, boy, that, that's likely not going to happen, you know, because lenders are just taking a, long, a longer time. So where Pacific private money come, comes into the picture is, you know, we're a lender as well. Uh, we're an alternative lender, private money lender, hard money lender, all of those terms sort of fit what we do or we fit all of those terms. And essentially, um, what we can do as alternative lenders uh, is we have more flexibility in how we fund a loan and how we get a loan from start to finish or process okay. it. Um, and so we can actually close v uh, much faster than banks can uh, because we control the process a lot more from the uh, underwriting to disclosing to funding. Um, you know, and we're a smaller company. So our personnel, you know, we control the process so much faster. We still have to follow for consumer loans uh, purchases, you know, uh, the regulatory guidelines. Well, that leads into the uh, email question we received, which was, uh, where do you get your loans from? So where we get our loans from, actually, this, this, if you're thinking a lender, you know, we're a lender, we get loans from other lenders. Mm -hmm. And we get them from real estate agents. And why would a, another lender send us a loan or a client? Um, and... Typically, it's because that lender, which is usually a bank or a, you know, a conventional lender, bank, you know, the big banks, um, usually the, it's a type of loan or a scenario that they won't lend on, either because there's not enough time or the borrower or the circumstance just doesn't work for a conventional loan. And so they'll send the client to us, um, partly because... You know, they, they want the client taken care of, yeah. but also uh, we don't compete with them because we're, we're, we're there, we're plan B. We're there to solve a short-term situation. Um, one of our underwriters, Rick, in our office calls it, it's a hard money or private money situation, not a hard money borrower. Yeah. Meaning that the borrower is well qualified for a conventional loan, but their circumstances, um, you know, it just call for private money just because we can close faster. And when we get into the next segment, we can give, you know, several examples, including deals of the week. Um, but uh, essentially, you know, we get our loans from realtors, mortgage brokers, banks. Uh, we get them from reverse exchange companies. We get them from attorneys. And um, we can talk through several of the common scenarios we get. But um, that's essentially it. And in don't get as many consumer direct, although we're getting more and more. Yeah, even um, reverse mortgage brokers, because sometimes uh, if uh, somebody is in uh, uh, default on their current loan and notice the default's been filed, yeah. they're not allowed to make a loan to, uh, they can't make a reverse mortgage loan 
it, to get out of that loan, the con- conventional loan that they're in default, it's not allowed. So what you have to do is you have to give them a hard money loan and then let the, the more reverse mortgage people come. All right, quickly, uh, second trivia question. What birds are traditionally used to detect dangerous gases in coal mines? 888-912-1190. First caller with correct answer wins that tanning certificate. Stay with us. The best of the best. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. More in a moment on 860 AM, The Answer. You're listening to The Best of Investing on 860 AM, The Answer. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. I'm Edward Brown, along with Nam Pond of Pacific Private Money. Our second trivia question was, what birds were traditionally used to detect dangerous gases in a coal mine? Canaries. Canaries, that is correct. I'm not sure why. What, what, I know it has something to do with the way they breathe. You know, They're just sensitive little creatures. Ah, okay. That, I mean, that's what it has to do with. Okay, fair enough. Uh, so, Nam, we were talking about how Pacific Private Money uh, can provide loans a lot faster than a bank and how you get referrals from banks and conventional uh, or, uh, mortgage brokers and realtors. Mm-hmm. Uh, g- give us a deal of the week that will kind of sh- help shed light on uh, specifically specific transactions. Yeah. So essentially um, there's a couple of deals of the week that come to mind and, and pardon me if I, if I kind of continue to, to, to beat the drum of the bridge loans that we do, but um, it's, it, Half of our loans right now are bridge loans, and essentially this uh, this week we had one where we have uh, a family that has a home in uh, Marin that they want to sell and they want to buy another home in Marin. They're actually buying down. Um, they, their home that they currently own is is about five and a half million, um, and they owe a couple million on it. So they have a good amount of equity, three and a half million in equity, and they want to buy down to a four and a half million. But they haven't sold their um, Five and a half million dollar home yet, okay. and and um, so so uh, you know just like the earlier segment I talked about where people are you know wanting to make an offer on a home, um, but know that if they're making an offer with a sale contingency, that's it's kind of they're they're not going to be taken seriously if they're competing against all cash or, or people who don't have a sale contingency. So this is that exact example, um, and you know one of the things our loan agents do especially here in Marin is they do a really good job of educating the realtor community that, Hey, before you make an offer, make sure your clients understand all of the nuances and opportunities that they have in front of them, uh, specifically using a bridge loan. And, and in this case, you know, as a realtor who knew about us, we pre-approved them for a bridge loan where they're making uh, an offer four and a half million uh, on a home. And we're going to um, be able to, provide a four and a half million dollar loan to them with you know, before they've sold their current home and we'll get paid off once they sell their five and a half million dollar. Home. Yeah. Um, so, so um, this is the deal of the week. It's, it's a Marin to Marin sale and purchase or purchase and then sale four and a half million dollar purchase. Uh, they'll be selling their five and a half million dollar home later after they get uh, wind the, the new home and then they'll pay us off. And we're, we're probably going to make a loan for the four, Full four and a half million. 
Wow. Um, so <laughs> that's, uh, and you know, the crazy thing is our average loan price keeps going higher and higher. I mean, yeah. You know, that ties well with, you know, the stats that I mentioned earlier where home prices across the country are going up, where the median price is 363 in Marin. It's got to be now north of one and a half million. I would I'm not think. sure if it's that high. It's got to be at least 1.2, though, I would think. Yeah, 1.2. It's, it's getting close. I mean, the average loan, well, maybe within, within Pacific private money, maybe the average. Maybe that's loan it. Yeah. They were doing is higher end because more, more high end borrowers. Are, see the bridge loan as an opportunity and a convenience yeah. cost versus, uh, you know, because it's not, you know, private money is not inexpensive. And, and on the investor side, you can benefit from, from that. And we can talk about that later. But uh, if you're a borrower, you know, it, you know, the, the bridge loan cost, the interest rate, which, you know, these days is, is in the 8% range, 8 to 9%. You know, if you're only keeping that loan for a few months, effectively, you're not paying, you know, Eight percent. After all is said yeah. and done, um, you're you're paying for it while you use it, and on, on average, we're getting paid off in, in ninety to one hundred and twenty days for our bridge loans. Yeah, so it's really not that that expensive for a borrower. Yeah. You know, if they keep yeah. it for a whole year, okay, well then maybe they paid an extra five percent more. Yeah. That's expensive, but you know, if they keep it for three months, okay, so they paid you know an extra one and three quarters roughly. You know? Yeah, and look, you're you're weighing. You have to weigh that against some of these soft metrics. And what I mean by soft yeah. is, yes, you're paying out of pocket. You're paying, you know, not you're paying a lot, you know, a good amount of interest. But you have to think about it. Got you the house. Uh, you know, if you didn't have a bridge loan, how long would you be making offers until you won? Yeah, and by then, or, or, moving, or having to move twice. Yeah, having to move twice, or the convenience, like you were saying, the convenience of having to move once. Uh, the convenience of moving into a home that uh, you don't have to, well, moving, doing repairs to the home that you're moving into yeah. uh, before you move into it, and then selling your departing residence, your current home, selling it while you're not living in it, where you can actually exactly. do some of the freshening up and staging that yields a higher price. So, I mean, those are hard and soft metrics that, um, that you know, counter the, uh, the cost of a bridge loan. Um, and all of those things, if you ask people, uh, our buyers, on average, was a bridge loan worth it? They'll tell you yes. And the realtors will tell you yes. It was so convenient. At the end of the day, they won. And, you know, if they had waited and not used a bridge loan, six months later, they finally get a home. You know, the, you know how, by then, how much have homes appreciated? Obviously, this isn't going to continue forever. So, but uh, the convenience factor uh, and the fact that, you know, bottom line is banks oftentimes won't lend you, uh, you know, on your, on another mortgage when you're carrying one. Yeah. So that possibility just oftentimes just doesn't exist to, to, to get a bank loan. So um, that's why a bridge loan is, is becoming so popular these days. And um, we're just seeing more and more of those. Um, real quick, the other sort of the uh, other deal of the week was, um, a reverse exchange where somebody, uh, you know, is needed to get identified the exchange property that they wanted to acquire first before, um, before, before selling the old sold their gotcha. other one. And, and that's, again, I mean, that goes towards the bridge loan, but essentially, you know, the, those are two scenarios where um, Pacific private money has been a very popular option. And we get referrals from exchange companies 
yeah. um, as, as well as from realtors and mortgage brokers. All right, and when we're going to ask another trivia question, when we uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about how uh, potential investors might be able to participate in these yeah. uh, opportunities because your rates of return that you're offering the investors is uh, quite high, especially with the tumultuous stock market going up and down the way it has been. All right, here's our third trivia question. What astronomical unit of distance equals about 5.88 trillion miles? What astronomical unit of distance equals about 5.88 trillion miles? All right, that's our trivia question. Uh, call 888-912-1190. First caller with the correct answer to win that tanning certificate. And stay with us. The best of investing. We will be right back. Now, back to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown on 860 AM, The Answer. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. One more time, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Nam Fon of Pacific Private Money. Our third trivia question, going to put your thinking cap on for this one. What astronomical unit of distance equals about 5.88 trillion miles? Is it one light year? It is, yeah. See, I figured if I asked the question, how, how many miles is a light year? That would have been a lot harder, I think. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. five point, and then, and then you hear about these, you know, so many billions of light years away, and you're thinking, how can they even measure something like? How can you even yeah. see anything that far away? Ah, I don't yeah, know. it's insane. Okay. Uh, so what we have here is, uh, oh, I know what we're going to do. We're going to ask, how can uh, investors participate in the kinds of bridge loans and funds that you have? Yeah. So in prior segments, we were talking about how, you know, how the, the cost of bridge loans and that, you know, while it may seem from just a pure number standpoint, interest rates you know, of, you know, seven, eight, nine percent, um, that seems uh, expensive for, for borrowers. But the reality is uh, oftentimes, especially with these bridge loans, that they're actually keeping these loans for such a short period of time that the, the actual cost is really, you know, not high, not seven, eight, nine percent, um, and uh, that it's you know that that it's offset by all of the conveniences of, of what the bridge loan can help do in terms of getting that next property. Uh, on the flip side of it is you know if you're an investor in the Pacific, in Pacific private money in any of the funds that we offer, or if you're a direct investor, well, you earn you know that seven ish or more percent depending on. Um, which fund you're in. And so that, you know, 7% or 8% um, or 6% in the case of the Freedom Fund, um, that's a really healthy return compared to um, what you would be getting, you know, in other investments or in some cases, you know, many of our investors are just have money parked in a bank account earning, you know, next to nothing. So, so how, you know, how do you, how can you, participate and uh, earn, you know, six, seven, eight plus percent on your investment. Well, you can invest in any one of our funds. So at the Pacific private money, we now have four funds uh, beginning with our legacy fund, the Pacific private money fund, where historically we've been paying on average about seven and a half percent now over since inception, you know, the, the fund is now returning seven to seven and a half percent. Um, there are minimum investments in all of the funds and investors do need to be accredited, meaning they need to have a million dollar net worth or they can qualify on an annual income for individuals. It's $200,000 a year. You have to be able to show that for your last two years. 
for couples is 300,000. Um, but recently they also passed legislation or passed uh, rule changes where you can be considered accredited if you don't meet the you know, net worth or annual income, um, but you may be able to qualify in your profession, which makes a lot of sense. So if your education required you to, you know, uh, well, if you're trying to get your license to be a certified financial advisor or, or some kind of something in the finance field or an attorney, um, then by definition, you're, you're sophisticated or you're accredited now because of your profession. So, uh, and this is especially important for younger investors who haven't accumulated that wealth yet, but who spent years, you know, studying to, to pass the various exams, whether it's your series seven, your broker dealer license or whatever, um, you can now participate in, uh, investing in funds that require investors to be accredited. Um, so anyway, all four of the funds require that investors need to be accredited. Uh, the Pacific private money fund, Minimum investment is 50000 For the Pacific Freedom Fund, we pay a fixed return of 6%. Um, and the minimum investment there is $250,000. Uh, why would you invest $250,000 earning 6% versus, you know, minimum of 50000 and earn 7 to 7.5% of private money fund? Well, in the Pacific Freedom Fund, there's really high liquidity, meaning that if you needed to redeem your investment quickly, uh, essentially quickly for us is like two and a half, two to, excuse me, excuse, uh, around two weeks, we can do that. Uh, and investors who are sitting on, you know, half a million dollars because they got paid off on a, an investment or they cashed out some, you know, an investment, they're looking for their next, you know, investment to make, whether it's buying real estate or what have you. Well, the Pacific Freedom Fund's a great place to park your money, earn 6%, and then, you know, we can redeem you fast enough to jump on your next investment opportunity. Um, Pacific Southwest Note Fund, like the Pacific Freedom Fund, is also high liquidity. You earn a fixed 7.5% there, uh, and the minimum investment is $50,000. Um, so that's also very attractive for people who, are, who have money parked, earning a really low interest rate and want to earn 7.5% fixed until the next opportunity comes up. Um, so those are two options to look at and uh, if you want uh, immediate liquidity. And the third, or excuse me, the fourth option is the North Star Capital Fund and the return profile for the North Star Capital is target return of 8 to 10%. So essentially that's the highest paying uh, fund we have right now. The fund uh, invests in essentially construction uh, loans in California uh, so we make loans to builders through the North Star Capital Fund, and uh, minimum investment there is a hundred thousand. Um, great opportunity, you know, great way to diversify out of some of the other loans we do, like bridge loans, and take advantage of the underserved um, builder or housing um, that we're seeing in California. And again, that one is eight to ten percent, hundred thousand minimum investment. So, so you know, in the earlier segments, we talked about how we work with with borrowers. This segment, we're talking about how we work with investors. Those are the two clients, essentially, that we serve. Uh, and essentially, we we manage the whole process of vetting the borrowers, making sure that they're paying these loans on time. So we service loans ourselves. And then um, we, you know, we pay our investors their earnings uh, monthly or quarterly in the case of the North Star Capital Fund. So if you want to learn about uh, investing more with us, you can give us a call at 415 415- 883-2150. Uh, that's 
or you can go to our website, which is uh, www.pacificprivatemoneyfund, or excuse me, pacificprivatemoney.com, and uh, you can click on invest or borrow, uh, depending on whether you know which which side of the business you want to uh, work with us on. Um, and real quick, while we have a little bit more time in the uh, in this segment, you know, the last thing, and this ties to the um, you know to the to the real estate market again. Investor home purchases exceed pre-pandemic levels, hit record high. So, you know, this this talks about the institutional buyers and also the mom and pop investors who are buying homes to hold and rent. Um, that statistic is uh, you know, is a growing one. So, uh, the second quarter of this year, sixty-seven thousand nine hundred forty-three homes were purchased uh, by investors. That's a lot of homes that are being converted to potentially to rentals. Yeah. Um, and, you know, while I love the opportunity for people to build their wealth through through buying investment properties, I feel kind of bad for, for the first-time home buyer who's getting priced out yeah. and may end up having to rent. But, you know, that's just that's just the opportunity today for, for investors is, is buying and sitting on real estate and renting it out because it's a hot rental market underserved housing. And so these are all trends that bode well for our business. Um, and in the last segment, we'll, maybe we'll touch on that a little bit more. Um, but I uh, thought that was an interesting article. to mention. Yeah, I, I could see why investors coming in are going to uh, take some of the inventory off the market and uh, that'll increase the prices. All right. No trivia question, but stay with us. The Best of Investing will be right back with some closing comments. You're listening to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. More in a moment on 860 AM, The Answer. You're listening to The Best of Investing on 860 AM, The Answer. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to the best of investing last time for today. I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Nam Pond of Pacific Private Money. And we didn't have a trivia question, but uh, Nam, you wanted to continue on with a few interesting statistics there. Yeah, just just this last article uh, from Inman News on the investor home purchases exceeding pre-pandemic levels. Um, so, you know, it's just something that, that we're seeing more and more of where uh, in, homes are getting snapped up by institutional investors, but also um, individual investors, mom and pop, let's say, mom and pop investors who see the opportunities to be landlords or to, to own more real estate. You know, many of the investors who invest in our various funds, um, they're investing in debt. Essentially, that's what those funds, yeah. it's the fund structure. Um, but many of them also invest in real estate equities, meaning that they own real estate. And um, it's a great diversification play to, to invest in both. You know, a lot of our investors, they don't invest in anything else except real estate. Um, and, you know, in this market today, you know, with appreciation and with, um, you know, with the rental market being as vibrant, um, you know, it makes sense to look at real estate uh, investments or purchases as a way to to build up your your wealth. Um, so, you know, this this trend of buying homes to then hold and rent out, uh, there's a lot more opportunities for investors to do that. Certainly. We get investor borrowers who come to us for the capital to buy investment properties uh, that they, they may then rehab. Some of them flip, so fix and flip, but some of them are, are uh, purchase and, you know, and fix and hold. 
uh, borrowers. So we're seeing more of those and we have great loan products for those borrowers as well, in addition to the bridge loans. So I just want to mention that, um, you know, if you're, you're, if you're an investor buyer, um, Pacific private money is, you know, well positioned to provide the capital and, you know, why would somebody come to us and pay those rates versus a bank? Well, even more of a case uh, for, for investor buyers, investor borrowers, you know, there's only so many loans that a bank will lend to an investor. Yeah. You know, they, they can't. There's a four or five. And, and then after that, they just don't want to lend to them. Yeah. And, and, and it's even more of a speed drill. Uh, investors, yeah. oftentimes they identify a property and they need to close on it very, very quickly. Um, so that's where private money comes in. Again, we just have operationally, we're more efficient at executing from the time we get a loan request to a time we fund. You know, we've mentioned several times on previous segments, we've funded in less than, you know, three days, four days, or five days from getting a loan request. And that, Very you know, obviously in the banking world is, is unheard of. So, you know, private money is there for a reason. And it's so much different than, you know, 15, 20 years ago when you were the considered the lender of last resort. That's right. Um, we are very much a, you know, people are very intentional about using private money uh, strategically. I was just going to say the word strategic came to, came to mind. That it's, yeah. it's purposeful for, for that. Uh, yeah. So I'd say we're strategic, uh, you know, lenders um, or, or, or a strategic option for borrowers. So again, if you want to um, borrow or invest, uh, give us a call at 415-883-2150 or visit us online at www.pacificprivatemoney.com. All right. Thank you, Nam Phan, again for joining us on The Best of Investing. And uh, now we're going to cut out to our thoughts for the day. Nice. Right? There's something I don't like about do not touch signs, but I just can't put my finger on it. I thought you'd like that. It's one of those, what they call a dad jokes, right? Yep. And here's another one. And what do you call a Russian dessert? Vladimir pudding. Oh. <laughs> uh, you know what? I bet your daughter would like that one, wouldn't she? She might, actually. She might actually like that rabbit. one. She might. Yeah, <laughs> was she, how old was she, 10? 13. What? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. You got, you got a teenager now. Holy smokes. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's funny. We were empty nesters. We're going to be empty nesters again because after COVID, uh, daughter's moving out mm -hmm. to L.A. And uh, we get the house all to ourselves again. Oh, man. Yeah, wow. <laughs> all right. Tune in next week to the best of investing. We're going to be giving away more free prizes for answering trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm Edward Brown. We're wishing you the best of investing. So long. You've been listening to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. And join us again next week for The Best of Investing on 860 AM. The Answer. This radio broadcast is in no way an offer to sell securities except where applicable in states where we are registered or where an exemption or exclusion from such registration exists. Information discussed during this broadcast, whether stock quotes, charts, articles, or any other statement or statements regarding market or other financial information is obtained from sources which we believe are reliable, but we do not warrant or guarantee the timeliness or accuracy of this information. Nothing in this broadcast should be interpreted to state or imply that past results are an indication of future performance. There are no warranties expressed or implied as to accuracy, completeness, or results obtained from this broadcast.